When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Favre leaves after year 15. Aaron this morning could leave after year 16 as a starter and both go to the desperate Jets, and it doesn't end there. Both the Jets with Favre and the Jets potentially with Aaron had a defensive coach, Mangini and Robert Sala, coming off an awful end of the season. What universe are we in? Um, This only means one thing. That Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings in 2024. That is all this can mean. (laughs) I was waiting for that. That's awesome. It it is amazing. It's this. They they both got kind of weird and wishy-washy toward the end of their careers. Mm -hmm. They both got way more narcissistic and pontificating later in their careers, and they're both going to wind up potentially with the Jets as maybe a one-year stop, and maybe maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers does get a revenge tour with the Vikings. You know? Well, Kirk Cousins' contract ends at the same time that the Jets might bail after one year on him. So Yeah, yeah. the, the difference is that, that Favre for sure, because he's Favre and was out there as far as like it was no secret what he was doing, the the Jets were the means to the end, right? Like we knew, yeah. everyone knew he had no interest in going there. He didn't want to play there. But he's like, well, I got to keep playing, and so I'll take this trade. Rodgers, you don't, like, know. Like, is he going <laughs> to go to the Jets and, okay, I'm with the Jets now? Is there an, Because Aaron Rodgers, for as conniving as Brett was, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. So, like, you always sort of knew what Brett was thinking, despite the fact that he was conniving. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, I feel like, is conniving, but also is more, what's the word I'm looking for here, deceitful, because he's trying. I don't feel like we know the story as much. With Brett, the story was always just out there. Yeah, no, I think that's, yeah, Aaron seems a little more conniving. Aaron seems more, he's public but private at the same time. Yes. Brett always was just public and frontal with all of his emotions and whatnot. But it's gonna it's gonna wind up again. It's like you have a a young quarterback that you drafted in the first round that is your quarterback of the future, and he's been waiting for like two or three years. And then wishy washy veteran guy about to turn forty years old is trying to figure out what he wants to do. It's the same thing a decade and a half later. And you know the best part that's true again and again and, and again. As much as I love the season and like the games. I think I love this time of year the most. 
Well, actually, I, I'm I'm glad you brought this up. I on Twitter yesterday, I ranked all twelve NFL calendar months in order of how much I love them. I didn't even see this. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, so I'll, I'll give you that here. The show is presented. Okay. This is Purple Daily, a little bonus episode. We're going to give you two episodes today. Uh, we've been sprinkling in some of these bonus episodes because there's just so many things happening in February and March. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Uh, yeah, I ranked I ranked March as my favorite month on the NFL calendar. I know there are no games being played. Well, there are games being played, psychological games yes, yes. between front offices and players and agents. But it is like, and look at just around the league right now, just the quarterback stuff. I feel like for a long time, it was very rare. When Kirk Cousins hit the market five years ago, it was, whoa, one of the top 15 quarterbacks is available? You mean you can just, like, sign him? This is crazy because Peyton Manning never hit the market. He was traded once. Uh, Brett Favre was 39 years old by the time he hit the market. The last two or three years, the the NFL is much more like the NBA in terms of big player movement and quarterbacks forcing their way in and out of situations. You've got Aaron Rodgers meeting with the Jets. you got Lamar Jackson sort of forcing his way to this non-exclusive tag situation. And then you've got five teams instantly coming out within like 20 minutes of the Lamar Jackson tag news saying, we're not interested, which is weird. Seems like maybe the NFL ownership uh, group all these teams are banding together and saying, we aren't going to set a guaranteed contract precedent. Daniel Jones and all that yesterday. So um, so March is my favorite NFL month on the calendar. And then I would say January is number two because of playoff football. Mm, okay. And I think maybe like September, like the, like the first few weeks of regular season games rounds out my, my top three. It's weird because when I saw your list yesterday, I was like, when I compare that just without the football, just to the normal months, I think it's like the opposite. Like I have so many other months that are on that list towards the bottom. They're like, are my actually favorite, actual favorite months that aren't football. Like June and June is the worst month in football because like there yeah, is nothing, nothing going on. But I love the month of June as a human being. It's one of my favorite months. So it is hilarious how it all like actually ends up being the opposite of like normal months that you normally like. See, it's July because that that's when the OTAs and mini camps are done. Shuts down, right? Like, right before training camp is the worst because there's nothing. But beyond that, they've done a brilliant job of making this a year-round league. Um, I would say one of my f- favorite months. March is probably my favorite. I love November because that's when identities are defined. That's when we sort of go from the yeah, September football, okay, yeah, it's not very good, to October, get, get a little more intense, to uh, November, when identities are defined. Identities are defined. When teams take off or fall. Thanksgiving football. I love that. I love (laughs) definition in sports. Um, So on the quarterback front, we're trying to piece all this together here as all these, you're, you're getting Derek Carr coming in as a variable and Geno Smith as a variable and now Daniel Jones with, it's again, it's kind of a fake $160 $160 million contract. It's really like $82 million in the first couple of years. So they can get out after a couple of years. Lamar Jackson, we'll see what his market winds up being. Um, there's got to be movement at some point on the Rodgers front, but those contracts are like the Rodgers contract is set. So 
with Daniel Jones, his average annual value is going to be is going to slot in at forty million dollars a year with that contract, even if it's not like fully guaranteed over four years. And so that bumps Kirk Cousins down yet again. So Derek Carr's contract is above Kirk's. This is just average annual value. The cap hit will sort of, we'll kind of see where these cap hits come in, right? And how money gets allocated, but. I believe Daniel Jones, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yes, Daniel Jones contract bumps Kirk Cousins out of the top ten average annual value because Kirk's at thirty five million a year. Mm-hmm. Um I guess now that we have more quarterback contract variables, what do you think Quasi and company how do you think they're ingesting this? Does it help? Does it hurt? What do you think? Well, it definitely hurts them. Because based on what they're trying to do, but again, to go back to what we talked about yesterday, I think there's two conversations here. One is just the the contract as far as what it's going to be from an AAV point of view. Um, and that, you know, that clearly is going up. But the other thing is the Lamar Jackson thing, which is guaranteed money. Like, it's a big difference if Kirk goes in and says, you know what, let's do a four-year contract, Daniel Jones-like, and I will take, you know, I he'd probably ask for, let's just throw a ballpark out there, 90 million guaranteed, for instance, okay? But it's a four-year, $170 million contract. Um, That's one thing. It's another thing if he comes in and says, well, hold on a second here. That Daniel Jones contract looks really good. But, again, it's a ton of guaranteed money, but, you know, you're it's being reported as something it's probably not. And then the Vikings say, well, hold on a second here. We told you we don't want to do a guaranteed contract. So I really think that the Kirk thing is unique because with him, the precedent's been set time and time again now by the Vikings of guaranteed cash. So it feels like the market is being set from an AAV, which Kirk is obviously going to want to be in the top 10. But more importantly, it's how it's going to be structured and what it's going to do to stress the Vikings' salary cap. And that's where Kirk sort of enters this unique phrase because – phase because nobody else other than Jackson right now is asking for hey I want a contract that's a baseball contract so when we say three years a hundred million dollars right I'm getting every penny of that yeah that's where this gets that's where the chaos here starts and that's where the Vikings I think the Vikings are really at critical mass here I think these contracts are going to force them to have to make a decision on what path and if you go the Kirk path I don't think it's going. I don't think he's going to take a, a year extension now. I think we're talking three years. I think we're talking fully get guaranteed. The Vikings have balked at that, but there's nothing that's going on right now that's going to cause Kirk or his agency to back off. Dude, the the two you brought up the uh, you know, the Daniel Jones. If you're Kirk, I guess what I, what I what I would point out is the two contracts that are just throwing everything off in the NFL right now are the Deshaun Watson contract, which is a $230 million, I think a five-year deal, $230 million over five years, fully guaranteed. It's a baseball contract. It is the, it's the Albert Pujols contract, fully guaranteed for a guy that, you know, before, I think before all the legal troubles, I think people would have put Deshaun Watson somewhere between like the fifth and 10th best quarterback. You know, he, he was in there in the playoffs going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. And uh, and he's dynamic and mobile, and we haven't really seen him at full strength with a full season to ramp up. It's been you know three years since we've seen it, but but that guy with the legal trouble 
not really being on Patrick Mahomes' level, but being a pretty good quarterback, gets a $230 million five-year fully guaranteed deal. So if you're Lamar Jackson or anyone sort of in that tier that may come along next, you're going to look at that and say, well, that's the new precedent. So why would I? Like, I? I'm better than Deshaun Watson. I have an MVP award. I'm not out here getting accused by 42 massage therapists, you know, or, you know, sexual assault allegations. Why does that guy get $230 million guaranteed and I don't? And I think my response back would be, well, the league may have learned, yeah, that's, uh, we probably pushed it a little too far. I, I don't think we need to be giving out, you know, ironclad guaranteed contracts. So I, I get sort of the backlash to it. But then for Kirk Cousins and the Derek Cars and whoever else may come along in that bin in the future, you're now going to look at this Daniel Jones contract, and I get that it's not all fully guaranteed, but the average annual value set a mark that guys like Daniel Jones, who the Giants didn't even pick the fifth-year option up on, right? Am I right on that? The Giants yeah. did not pick up his fifth-year option. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we went from, in a 12-month span, them then saying, well, actually, uh, we love you around here. We're going to give you $40 million a year. So if you're Kirk, if you if you're Kirk, and you want to slot yourself in properly, the basement for your contract is Daniel Jones. But if you're the Vikings, you're looking at that contract and saying, screw you, Giants, for making this harder for us. Why would we want to pay a non-Patrick Mahomes quarterback close to Patrick Mahomes' money? Mahomes' average annual value is $45 million. Daniel Jones is $40 million. If you're Kirk, you're going to want to slot in somewhere between those numbers. And if you're the Vikings, you can't do it if you want to win a Super Bowl. And Daniel Jones, keep in mind, was shooting for 48. He was shooting for 48. He took in his Brilliant. mind $8 million less. But, but because, Kirk, the, because then he's looking at the Russell Wilson contract saying, well, I was better than Russell Wilson, and that guy makes $48 million average annual value. But what makes it more, more complex is Kirk is going to swoop in now and say, forget the nonsense. Let, let's get rid of the niceties i want three years 110 guaranteed see that's the problem so you can't dress the contract up you can't play with the cap as much like you can do the void years is not the ideal thing so like for for those for the the cap is fake group the void years are i think a worst case path so like ideally what you do is a five-year contract it's got guarantees but it's also got a lot of what i like to call funny football money in it and you can play with that but not create voyagers you just push it out you do this you do that it's not ideal but the void years is literally you are in a pickle and now you're going to have to pay a guy to not play for you daniel hunter has void years kirk cousins has void years but keep in mind those contracts then do not say they go through the void years those contracts end at the end of the actual payments so this is the problem like the Vikings, I think, are in a worse situation today than they were yesterday morning. And the Vikings are in a worse worse situation than most teams as far as a choice here. Because their choice is not as simple as, okay, the Daniel Jones contract sucks, but it sets some parameters. Because Kirk's going to say, no, no, no. The only parameters are $82 million guaranteed, and I'm worth more than that. What did he get guaranteed the first time around? On the it was a three year eighty four. Yes, fully guaranteed. First and, and that was ever the fully most guaranteed. Was that the most ever? Uh, even on non fully guaranteed contracts, was that the most ever guaranteed to a quarterback? Or did, or had there been before that a hundred million guaranteed? You know, over 
I don't think he was know. right up there. Yeah, I don't think it might not have been the most, but it was the first time in the history of the league, and this is the huge thing, that a contract was fully guaranteed. Yeah, put some respect on Kirk's name, NFL media. I keep hearing, you know, Deshaun Watson's the only one. No, no, no. No, Kirk was Kirk first. Cousins was Kirk Cousins was the first man to walk through that door. The first man to walk on the moon of a fully guaranteed NFL contract. His Super Bowl, March. Kirk Cousins should be recognized in Canton for that contract. <laughs> have have they framed the contract in the I'm pen not joking. and put it up there next to a cousin's jersey? This fork from Capitol Grill just also at 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 the uh, <laughs> I love at Canton. That. Kirk Cousins, his contracts have done more for the Players Association than anyone has. Yeah, um, and it, it's great. Like, go get, you know, the other day I tweeted um, a little congratulations to Geno Smith for grinding out nine years, finally got his, yeah, his bag. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, the, the Cousins Crusaders hijacked it. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Shouldn't Geno be looking to take less money to help the Seahawks? I said, well... I get it. I get what you're you're trying to do there. Um, when Kirk signed his first big generational money, life-changing contract five years ago on our radio show, we were all for it. Awesome. Good for Kirk, man. He earned it, played his ass off in Washington. He was the final piece. There's a big difference between someone like Daniel Jones or someone like Geno Smith. This is maybe their one shot to get that type of a bag in their life because you never know what's going to happen. So Geno Smith, yeah, he made $17 million in nine years playing in the NFL. You got a chance to make 100 now? Yeah. And the Seahawks have flexibility? I think there's a difference. If I'm Kirk, on one hand, I need more money than Daniel Jones because there's no question. I don't think anyone in this room or outside would argue who the better quarterback is between Daniel Jones and, uh, Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. But um, but you, if you're the Vikings, you just, like I said before, you – you almost have to plea to Kirk and, and the agency and say, guys, come on now. Do you want to win a Super Bowl or do you want to win the negotiation over the Daniel Jones camp? Right? Or you, like, or you don't. Or you don't at all. Like somebody, somebody has to draw the line here at, you know what? Derek Carr is good. Not that good. Daniel Jones was coached up. He's not that good. So I, I don't think that you plea. I think that you make the most prudent decision for your franchise. And if you think you, that you have a person, man or woman, in your building that can identify a quarterback who's not going to cost you the world, and that guy would be a draft pick right now, I think that's the answer. Like, And, and it's got to be a decision that's informed. I'm not saying that you tell Kirk Buzz off, bleep you. But I am saying to, to use the line at the the bottom of our screen right now, the NFL quarterback chaos has to stop with somebody. Like, I just don't think that. Well, the Ravens are kind of the team drawing that line right now, aren't they? Right. Because again, it comes back to fully guaranteed. And I think that's where Kirk, I think if Kirk was after the Daniel Jones contract, just that contract, that type of contract, maybe a little more guaranteed. I think he'd probably get it. My point is when he comes in and pulls the, no, it needs to be fully guaranteed. I need, I need, we need to be working in the manner that we have worked since I walked in that door in 2018 because I am a Hall of Fame negotiator. Somebody needs to draw a line and say, no, we can't do that, dude. And, and I, I guess where, Phil, we differ a little bit is I don't think it's their job or at some point in time they need to realize that he's not going to like if their plea is, dude, we want to win a championship here, but we have to do it with you taking X, Y, and Z instead. 
I don't think he's going to listen to that. I, well, I don't think he's going to take that. So you need to have the ability. I mean, if Kevin O'Connell comes to you t- today, Phil, and says, Phil, come here a second. I got something to tell you. You're like, what, Kevin? It's like, I don't think I can find a quarterback. Like, I got Kirk, but I don't think I can find one. It's like, okay, Kevin, you're fired. Yeah, and I don't think he would. I, I don't, don't think, think he would, would either. Say that. Yeah, I agree. With I don't know why I would whisper to him if he's right next to him either. You're because it's embarrassing. Whispering. Yeah, it's oh. kind of creepy. No, it'd be totally embarrassing. It'd, it'd be like I was hired to fight a quarterback. Well, but, but you've you've just hit it. on another thing that we're learning here that in the in the Giants or Exhibit A because because you've been pointing this out all week that okay Brian Dable was lauded. Did Brian Dable win NFL Coach of the Year? By the way, he did. I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did because I was surprised go. because I was surprised and he. He won it because he coached in New York. Brian Dable, yep, first season with yeah. the Giants resulted in the. So he was the he was the Associated Press Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. Um, pretty sure about that. Yes, he was. So he was crowned because of his work with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. He was crowned the best coach in the NFL, which we could debate. Why would you then turn around? So your coach has proven. He can win a bunch of games and a playoff game with Daniel Jones. And then you go around and give Daniel Jones the bag, $40 million. Why would you not just go find another Daniel Jones who makes nothing, build up your roster, right? So I guess what we're learning here, and the Vikings have been sort of guilty of this on a lesser scale, and the Seahawks with Geno Smith, although the Seahawks are a little bit more, they don't have as many bloated bad contracts as the Vikings have, so they can actually afford to give Geno a couple years worth of fairly big money, but still, it's like the same principle. The Giants, you guys just won a bunch of games with Daniel Jones. The Seahawks, you just won a bunch of games with Geno Smith because of coaching, infrastructure, roster, right? All these other things. Why would you pull a 180 and give the bag to these guys who weren't the driving force for these wins. And with Kirk, and I know people are going to hate this because I'm not comparing Kirk to Daniel Jones. He's better than Daniel Jones. Uh, Geno Smith and Kirk had similar seasons last year, but obviously Kirk has put together a much better, more uh, you know, storied career. But Kirk, for the first decade of his career, was a gravitational pull toward 500. Every team that Kirk touched was seven, eight, nine wins for his entire career, basically. All of a sudden, boom, Kevin O'Connell comes along, and they win 13 games out of nowhere. And Kirk's overall numbers and stats actually kind of went down. He was great in the fourth quarter, but like you want to look at like passer rating and some of those things. You can actually make a case that Kirk got worse in some categories. I like this version of Kirk better because he was a fourth-quarter comeback master. But... When you look at that, do you say, okay, wow, uh, Kirk, you're going to get another bag because of what happened? Or do you say, Kevin O'Connell, wow, quarterback whisperer, man. He brought Kirk and this team to a new level. So, like, the Giants, what are you doing? Seahawks, I kind of get it. But really, like, you're you're essentially cutting off, you're cutting off uh, your chance to do the same thing the same way that you were doing it with a different Daniel Jones by giving him $40 million. Yes. It's ridiculous. And and in the case of Dable as well, look at what he did in Buffalo. Josh Allen got worse without him. Like, there's no question about it. So mm-hmm. this guy back-to-back has taken, and it, this doesn't mean that you can take Larry off the street and develop him. So we're not saying that. But it does mean that if you have a quarterback with a skill set 
and a high, high-end coach. And, and this is where I think, so in my opinion, this is where the sport needs to, to go to because they refuse to create a middle class. They absolutely refuse to. They won't do it for quarterbacks. So in my opinion, where this league needs to go is, and it sort of is, but they dip their toe in the water and then they don't do it, is, okay, Kirk Cousins is a really proficient, good quarterback, and he wants a contract that really is going to cripple us. But we've got Kevin O'Connell, who again is under our control with a contract that I'm going to guess pays him very well, but nowhere near $85 million guaranteed, right? So why wouldn't you say the key is to find the coach and the coaching staff and the play caller that can develop a quarterback, identify him and develop him, and then everything around him can be can be actually enhanced because of that. That that's the because if we're going to refuse to for anybody besides Baltimore, I guess, to put their foot down and say, dude, we can't do this. You know, we're we here's what you're worth. Derek Carr, you know. Good or bad, you're and you are a good quarterback, but you're coming off a disappointing season. Your career's been up and down, sort of like Kirk. We are you got released by by the Raiders. Here's what we perceive your market as being. And this would need to be almost collusion, which of course would get into a whole different conversation. Well, the Lamar Jackson thing feels like feels like collusion. Well, and you know, it does. And again, if I'm the league, I'm not really shocked. The Kirk Cousins guaranteed contracts had to have a ton of the league saying, what the bleep are you doing? But it was only it, a three-year deal, too. That's yeah, the but thing. I mean, like he was in his prime. It was a three-year deal. But I, fully guaranteed scares, scares. I mean, this is a league that doesn't have that precedent and then or didn't and now does. And then, to your point, Phil, Deshaun Watson, that contract is – and. Deshaun Watson, before all of the crap took place, but before he basically sabotaged his career, I thought was a top five QB. But he sure is not now. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think that there's a very good chance. But beyond the potential collusion against fully guaranteed contracts, I just want to, what we've talked about for a long time, I want a middle class. You know what you need? Like like the NBA, the NBA's done a, and maybe the players would fight back against this, but hell, they collectively bargained it, so... The NBA has a max salary slot. So, you know, in any given year, whoever's up for a max, Ooh, like they that. make the same amount of money. A max player makes max money. And then there's different levels to it where if you become, if you're a max player and then you become, you know, first or second team all NBA, it like triggers another pay level. You've got, but you've got a max contract after your rookie contract ends. And that's, that's a little bit lower level. That's what Anthony Edwards is going to get. And then you get to the adult max contract, and then the super max contract can be like your third contract after your rookie. That's how you get Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, you know, $55, $60 million a year, or Rudy Gobert. Hell, he's going to be making like $55 million or something. We almost need that in the NFL where it's like, okay, you're a, you're a super, are you a super max? And they, they would never go for this because, you know, they want the market to play out the way that it does. But you almost like when you hit free agency as a quarterback, okay, there's a super max level for guys like Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And then the market can decide, are you a super if, – if one team says you're a super max, boom. Otherwise, you're a max quarterback or you're some other level quarterback. But I, like I don't know this. I don't know if the players would ever – The players wouldn't, but they, they essentially refuse to strike. 
So you could try this with them. Like that would be a union that you could definitely attempt this with. I love that idea. Just here to fix our It's sort, uh, our it's sort of like a quarterback idea though. Like it, it it would be reserved for that position probably. Mm-hmm. That's And the in the terms, that. you know, the you know, in the NBA it's either a 4 or a 5 year max or like once you get further down the road it's like 2 year super maxes, so you just hit it right there. Yeah. Get ready for one incredible night of rock with Static X and Seven Dust. Machine Killer North American Tour, Saturday, May 18th, Myth Live, with special guests, Dope, and Lines of Loyalty. Tickets on sale now at MythLive.com or eTix.com. Don't miss Static X and Seven Dust. You know what else we're going to hit? We're going to hit a mock here real quick. Because we have a Lance Zierlein updated mock draft. This is a 2.1. I don't know. Okay, so he... He had a 2.0 at some point. Now it's a 2.1. I don't know what 2.1 would mean. Yeah, I'm not sure what the point one is. Is he going to go through all the points and the 3.0? Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. So he. Okay. So he put out a 2.0 yesterday. Oh, Lance. And he had Atlanta. So he had Atlanta trading for Lamar Jackson, I believe. Jeez. And uh, and now that the non-exclusive tag is, so he's updating it based on the Lamar Jackson things. So now we have a, a 2.1 from Lance Zierlein. And this thing is sponsored by our friends at Dennis Kirk. I know we're going to get hit with another round of snow here, it sounds like, before the week's over. Uh, and Declan always winds up in warmer weather is, locations. Well, warmer weather, yes, but then also like playing the dodging game of, do I have to hop on a motorcycle, basically, to get there? Do I have to get on a plane? Do I have to get on a train? What am I going to do to have to get there? I'll figure it out, but it's going to be a mess. Yeah. I would avoid riding a motorcycle this week, but soon, folks, Dennis Kirk is here for you. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, metric cruisers, sport bikes, all you Ragnars out there, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more weight less. Over 180,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets, ordered by 8 p.m. They ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. I want a mock! Mock! All right, Lanzier line. What does he have here? He has, with the number one pick... He's got the Chicago Bears drafting Will Anderson Jr. Okay, so I don't know why he went from like a Lamar Jackson trade to not having a trade with the number one pick. I don't know what's happening here. Lance. Come on, guy. Yeah, keep going. I'm disappointed so far. He's got Bryce Young going number two to the Texans. CJ Stroud of the Raiders, a projected trade with the Cardinals here. Why would he have the Bears keeping their pick then? I don't know what he's doing. Maybe, maybe we're all just assuming. But there's almost no way the Bears don't trade that pick for didn't something, the, right? Didn't polls basically come out at the combine and say, I'm going to trade the pick? Yeah, well, but, like, if no one, you know, maybe they have a high bar for what they would want or something, but, it, you know, just get anything. If someone's going to take a quarterback, you slide back at a defense okay. player. All right, uh, right. C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, four to the Colts. Jalen Carter falls to the Seahawks at five. Let's see here. There's Will Levis, nine to the Panthers, so... Four quarterbacks in the top nine. Scrolling down here. Packers take Michael Mayer, the Notre Dame tight end. Uh, a lot of cornerbacks. Bajan Robinson to the Lions at 18. Quentin Johnston, I think he's the first receiver off the board at 20 to the Seahawks. Uh, then it's Jackson Smith and the Jigba to the Chargers. Zay Flowers to the Ravens. And this is a new one. 
We have not seen in the 22 mock drafts we've done here across both Mackey and Judd and Purple Daily. We have not seen this one with the 23rd pick. The Vikings select out of Georgia Tech edge rusher Keon White. Oh, wow. White needs more game polish, but he's big, strong, and athletic. If his NFL team can continue to develop his traits at defensive end, White has a very high ceiling. There you go. Interesting. I'm, I'm not sure I'm... I love it. I like it. It's interesting. I like it. You, I think Edge is its most premier position on defense, in my opinion. I, I would love this. They're great. probably going to need someone, too. I, yeah. I yeah. highly doubt Zadarius and Daniil are both back. So. It does sound like they, they were doing more due diligence at the Combine on the interior of the defensive line, but that is uh, intriguing. Who did he... Uh, who goes right after that? I'm just curious who they passed on. Uh, Kalijah Cansey, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Okay. And then you got Drew Sanders, Arkansas linebacker, going a couple picks after that. He doesn't have any other wide receivers going in the first round. Oh, I'm sorry. He's got the okay. He's got the three. Yeah. So like Jordan Addison's not a not a first round pick. Really interesting. That's yeah. that's very rare in the mock community, right? Mm. I think so. Yeah. He's normally been. There's been a. I think his stock has fallen a little bit in the last few weeks. There, right. At one point, he was co- sort of consensus, the number one receiver, but it's changing fast. If you want the full breakdown from Thor Nystrom, Purple Daily yesterday was just a treasure trove of <laughs> Vikings draft speculation. And uh, we also did a mock draft simulation toward the end of the episode, so check that one out. And uh, as always, we are your home every day for Vikings off-season discussions, speculation, news, uh, we will keep our eyes and ears on the ground, and we'll hit you with our prediction episode. Write that down as well on this Wednesday. Purple Daily, thanks for hanging with us.